no, but I promise, give me about 10 more minutes if you can. And we I will. I do that for you. I done got, I done, the man has spoken to my life, so come on. I love you, Ashley. <laughs> All right, listen, we're going to deal with this last G. That's the grief <laughs> portion. Y'all know uh, my mother passed away about three weeks ago, and uh, that was a hard time for me. And we have, and I'm going to be honest, Ashley, we haven't had a lot of people pass away in our family. You know, mm -hmm. my grandmother, I had one grandma pass away at 85, a great grandma. Had another one pass away at 94. Then I had an uncle pass away about 97, somewhere in that range. Dr. Craig Oliver's listening. Hey, man, I'm glad he's on with us tonight. Uh, that's If y'all don't know, that's Pastor the, uh, Elizabeth Baptist Church, world-renowned Elizabeth Baptist Church. And he taught me a lot of what I know about preaching and ministry. So I'm thankful that he is on tonight. But listen, we're going to deal with the last bit. That's grief. I struggled with grief because I wasn't used to it. I really was not used to it. So I didn't know how to take it. And I told y'all I'm an introvert. So I didn't know how to take it. So, and being a cancer, what we have a tendency of doing is going in our shell, right? And so what I did is I went in that shell and I put up a do not disturb sign. Oh, don't go nowhere. Um, come back, Chilton, if you're still there. Um, but I struggled with that, man. I really, really, really struggled. And uh, and so I sent out, you know, like I sent out text messages and saying, pray for me. Um, let me get Chilton here. Chilton, uh, uh, hey, Chilton, what's going on, my friend? Mr. Hey, how are you? Right, give me three minutes and I'm setting this up and then I'm gonna get you and then I'm gonna bring you in. Okay. So stay right there. I, I, I struggled with grief because I had, because there wasn't much death in our families. So I didn't know how I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Letitia crying. I, I blocked the world out. You know, I didn't want to pray for me. I can feel your prayers. That's it. But don't call me. If I want to talk to you, I'll call you or, but people that know me called anyway, because <laughs> if I'm going to talk to you, I'm going to talk to you. You know what I mean? It just is what it is. But so many other people sent out these blind texts or these blanket texts like, you know, if you need me, call me. <laughs> uh, let me know if you need anything. How do I respond to let me know if you need anything? You know what I'm saying? Especially people that I haven't seen in seven years, 10 years. Some of them I hadn't seen in 15 years, you know. So it's kind of, it made me become conscientious of how I deal with those who are grieving, so what I wanted to do tonight is because the gentleman, my homeboy, my, and y'all know most angels, every angel in the Bible was a man. I'm sorry, I ain't gonna cause that problem. But this angel right here, by the name of it is Michael. Y'all can go look it up. It's there. But uh, but uh, this angel, Chilton Blunt, took care of my family. He is with the Paradise Funeral Home in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, and he took care of my family. I don't know if he saw the anxiety on my face because he knew I had to preach my mom's eulogy. I don't know what it was, but when he saw me, it was instant compassion. And the whole time he dealt with us, cause I could have brought him on for grace as well, but he, the, the whole time he dealt with us, he was so gracious. And I wanted to ask him, Chilton, what is your process? Cause I know it's yours. is probably pretty universal. What's your process when it comes to dealing with families? Well, James, it's a little different from the funeral director aspect um, of it, dealing with grief. Um, one of the things that I like to do um, when I get the call that a person's loved one has passed, Pine Bluff is a kind of small town. Cause, so nine times out of ten, that person that has passed, I kind of know them already or know their family. Um, there's a different approach for every um, background, I guess, so to speak. Um, when a person has been sick, um, dealing with sickness for years, and the older person they've been dealing with, you know, in and out of death, back doors, you call it, that approach is different versus someone, um, in your instance, who's 
go into the hospital one day and the next day that person is is gone that approach is different i had to it's easy to be sympathetic to that person versus empathetic um you know we all have that sympathy but you have to put yourself in that person's shoes um grief death has a way i call death a hurricane death comes into our life and just tears our life to pieces and then when death leaves, we're stuck trying to put the pieces back together again. Mm. Um, and so my approach is a little different because I understand that, for one, that person is vulnerable. Um, two, that person may be angry. Um, they, that person may be in denial. We see that a lot where loved ones are they're in denial that, hey, I can't believe this has really happened. And a lot of times they hadn't processed the whole idea that death has happened. And so when they finally process it, it's kind of like I'm angry, I'm mad. And so I'm all, I always go into it with the idea that that could have been my family. And I treat that person as if they're my family. That, that leads me to one thing I don't do. I don't ask them how the person has died. I think mm -hmm. we have got to, you know, we as a race of people, that's the first thing we ask. How did they die? Um, what happened? So, what happened? <laughs> that's, what, that's what we ask them. We got to get away from that. Um, we got to get away from that. Um, how are you doing? How do you think I'm doing? Right. I've lost my mother. I've lost my father. I've lost my child. I'm not doing good at all. So one of the things I use is that I'm here for you. Um, I don't even go into the idea. Um, I don't go into the idea that um, if you need me, call me. Because mm. you may need $5,000. I don't have $5,000 to give you. <laughs> and so you have to get away from that. Actually, how that person died. You have to get away from telling if you need me, call it. It's just, I mean, it's one of those things that, and you can't even say, I know how you feel. Just because you've lost your mother, wow, you can't say, good. I know how you feel. Because that's your good. relationship with your mother may not be my relationship with my mother. Mm. Um, and what is one thing, um, James, to be in the shoes of the film director, to where I, I've, I've helped millions of family, and I wouldn't say millions, thousands of families, you know, sit there and help arrange. But it's different when death come knocking at your door. Um, I lost my grandmother in September of 2021. And then in September of 22, I lost my grandfather. Um, right there back to back. And so there's a difference when you've sat and helped people sit on one side of the table. Now here you are on this side of the table. Um, and so I, I've, I've discovered we have to get out of, um, kind of put yourself in, that, in those people's shoes, how, wondering how they feel and what they're going through. Um, and just be uh, empathetic to their feelings. And it's okay yeah. to, you know, to to say, you know, I'm here for you, I'm, I understand, you know, but I just, I get out of that, I understand, I've been there. No, because I hadn't been there. Man, that is some valuable information. Let, let, let's let's, let's, re, let's retort what he just said. He said, number one, don't ask how the person died. That's that's so insensitive. Don't don't ask that. And I and I'll be honest, I didn't have a lot of people ask that. You know, I, I did ask some have <clears throat> people ask where she's sick. Uh, but those I were had, most people. Yeah, yeah. I had when my friend passed away. Um, I had people inboxing me asking me, "What's well? What happened? Or was he sick? Or I just got to know." And it was to the point where I was about to cuss some people out. Actually, I wanted to make a Facebook post about it. Like, don't inbox me if asking me is about how this happened or, or why it happened if you if you haven't talked to the family members then you don't need to know and my friend was real private so they and were lot, asking the wrong person anyway. don't make any harm it's just that they don't know what to say 
Exactly. That ain't it. And, and that, but you know what? I think it's okay to say nothing. That's right. I mean, the, the, best, the, best, the best thing that I saw, and, I, and I'm honestly, I, the best thing I felt was prayers. I mean, honestly, if I if you say you're praying for me and you mean it, even if you say I'm praying for you, then right quick say, Kirk, God, please, please bless Kirkland. Now you prayed, your obligation is done. And then it's on. Then at that point, it's God's God's decision to move at that moment, right? And I had a mm-hmm. lot of grace during that film. I mean, you saw me, Chilton. Did I mean? Did I break down at all? No, you were. You were. I think the, at the cemetery, I had to kind of make you sit down. <laughs> yeah, you did. You really did. You made me sit down because I, I was. I'm a preacher now. I'm a preacher. I'm her son, but I'm. I have a job to do as a preacher and a and a, and a minister. And that was number one to send my mama off right. So I was. Go, that wasn't going. Ha- that was going to happen first and foremost. I was going to make sure that mama was sent off right. And and you, being the funeral director you are, and being the man you are, bro, you made it easy, man. And I appreciate you. But first of all, you said don't let don't ask how the person died. Secondly, you said don't say if you need me, call me. Now, let me say this. I had a lot of people say, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? If you need something, if you need something. But I had a lot of people who didn't ask me what I needed and started sending cash apps. Right. And and those people sent those cash apps. And I'm going to be honest, going home, Lady K, I ain't had to pay for nothing. Yeah. My flight was covered. My hotel was covered. I was able to drive a car while I was there. Now, those were my friends. And some of those came out the blue. I mean, I had people walking up to me my fun- at the funeral putting $100 in my hand, right? And I had people, uh, I had, I mean, I look up and somebody said, well, why are you staying with your family? I'm saying, no, nah, I don't want to stay with my family. They said, where are you going to stay at? I said, I don't know yet. They said, well, I'm going to get you a room. They said, do you mind if I send you some money? I'm like, no, nah, you ain't got to do that. One person got, got upset with me because I, I said, you don't have to send me no money. They said, don't deprive me of an opportunity to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bless you. And that person sent me $200 like that, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and, 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 and that kept happening. So for sometimes, if you say you want to help somebody, Figure out a way that you can be, you know, I, 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 I use the expression when I teach sometimes, you can't tell help how to be helped. Right. So if you're going to help somebody and you know what your strength is or what you're available or what you're able to do, go ahead and do that. Somebody, what now, another aunt wasn't able to send me no money, but she sure made me some tea cakes. <laughs> and man, I ate, I ate the H E double hockey sticks out of them tea cakes too. So, so that's it. So don't say if you need me, call me. Then this was a good one. Man, Doc, and I appreciate you. Don't say I understand how you feel. Right. You don't mm-hmm. know my relationship with my mom. Right. right. And I don't, and I, and number one, some of y'all thought it was my stepmama because y'all didn't know I even had a separate a, a, a stepmom and a mom because my stepmom raised me. So I had a different relationship. Some of y'all done killed my stepmom and she's wide awake. I mean, what well, she is alive <laughs> and well right now because you don't know. You don't know. So you can't ask people. If you don't understand how to, you want to elaborate on that, Lady Kay, can you can you speak to that? I can just a little bit. I and you know I'm very blunt. I would say whatever you do, don't lie because people will depend on what you say if they know you well enough. So everything you said, don't say for real. Don't say it. And the things that you mean, say them. Hug people. Give them positive touches. They don't want everybody touching them. But you know your relationship with the person. Sometimes people, and, and it may have been my position in my cancer life, but they may have been hugging someone or standing alone and they can look across the room and see me. And you they give you that look like, I just need a hug. I just need a touch. So, you know, kind of be led in, in all of that. But yeah, make, make yourself available. 
if you need to be available if you don't don't if you just being nosy don't don't do that because you might get your feelings hurt you know in this day and time so and that's what Valencia Coleman just said. Valencia, yes. Go ahead and read it. I'm sorry. Yeah, Valencia said just being nosy and not really concerned. Don't post RIP the day a person, uh, the day of a person passing. Family may not know. That's exactly what happened. Absolutely. Well, uh, first of all, my stepfather passed. People were posting that. And I'm just thinking to myself, ain't nobody asked y'all to post nothing. That's number Absolutely. one. His wife hadn't posted none. None of his children had posted anything. He just passed in the hospital. You got somebody gave you a tad bit of information, and you feel like you got to be the first person to put it out. Same thing with my with my friend. I seen somebody come in and say, "Wow, this is my cousin. I didn't know." And I'm thinking to myself, the family hadn't even gave permission, and I say permission to even post it. Like, how dare you even, first of all, wow. deprive somebody of even telling the world something that has happened to their loved one. It made me mad. Like, I get real angry. Now, James, I will say I was one, I think I was one of the people, I'm one of the people that say if you need me, call me. And but we got a different relationship. Well, we, well we, no. No, no, we got a different relationship. I'm, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about the people. Right. I'm talking about people I ain't talked to in 15, 20 years. And I'm saying don't this talk is a to. general statement for me. Yeah, and, yeah. and the man done taught me a little something today. And the reason why I say that <laughs> is because I'm not a person who wants to boggle you down with phone calls because you might not want to talk. Mm -hmm. At the time where you feel like you need to talk, hey, it doesn't matter what time it is, I'm here. So that's kind of when I, the, the reason why I make that statement, but then now he done made me feel like don't make that statement no more. Because <laughs> I don't I mean, know what you mean. You may need to cry on the phone. Like you that's been uh -huh. in that life. You know, I, uh -huh. I, I, I was up reading something, Miss Ash, and I saw I saw it, and when I saw it, I immediately thought about James, and I screenshot mm -hmm. it, I sent it to him. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have to say, you know, hey, listen, but it was just something that, since he was on my mind at that time, um, mm -hmm. I, everybody else is sleeping. I'm up praying, and mm -hmm. this happened to come across my mind while I was reading that post. And I said, you know, I got to give that to him, send it to him. And that's exactly what it says. It's not over when the funeral is done and everyone go back to their mm -hmm. life. Journey down a grief highway begins. Mm -hmm. That bless me, bro. I said it. I said here. And I, cried. I said here about five thirty in the because he sent that to me about five or six o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And uh, I and uh, and, and 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 this grief process with my mom has been very sporadic. You know what I'm saying? I mm -hmm. mean, I'm cool. And then I have a, a burst of crying, you know, or, mm -hmm. you know, I think about something. I'm like, dang, I ain't gonna never hear from my mom again. You know, or something along those lines, you know? So I go through those moments and for him to say to, for me to read that it's not over when the funeral is done and everyone goes back to their lives. That's when the journey down grief highway begins. That blessed me because it mm -hmm. let me know that it's okay to still grieve. Mm -hmm. And it's letting you know yep. that this process, that I'm not, that I'm going to grieve for a while, you know what I'm saying? So that mm -hmm. that blessed me, and 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 children and I don't know each other. He told me yesterday I'm old enough to be his daddy, cause I am, cause he's the same age as my little sister. My little sister's 30, 31 years old. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm 18 years older than she is. So when I left Pine Bluff, my sister was five about five years older than that. No, she might have been about three or four years old at that time. So they're from a different generation. I don't know what children saw about me for us to continue the connection beyond that day. But we've continued to converse, you know what I'm saying? And that means a lot to me because he understood the grief aspect of it. My, my, my stepmom, my mama didn't raise me. My stepmama raised me. 
but I spent my summers and holidays and anytime I wanted to go with my mom. So we had a relationship and we developed it more as we got older, right? Because my mom had me when she was young. She had me very young. She was 17. Uh, so we we had a good relationship, but it got better as we got older. And there's still some things I felt like I missed for him to tell me that the, the that when that that's when the journey down grief highway begins, man, that helped me. And I mm-hmm. thought about that for a lot of other people. So I said, you know what? And I didn't even have children set to be on the show tonight. I actually had somebody else I was going to ask, but that person didn't respond. I'm thankful that they didn't because Chilton and I have been communicating and I felt like he would be the one. I, I mm-hmm. felt like he would be the one. And I, and I really appreciate him. It was one more thing that he said, y'all, and we're going to get off this call. We get off tonight because we've had a good, good conversation, I think, tonight. But the other thing he said was, don't ask people how they're doing. You already know how they're doing. Right. Don't ask. Let me take this off. Okay. That don't, don't, don't ask people how they're doing. Don't do it. Don't do it. The, the I, Chilton, you talking to the laity because you're a professional in this area. What would be your response? What would be your advice as what we should? You told us what not to say, but tell us what you think we should say. Um, prime example, um, James, today my, my best friends lost her husband. Um, wasn't sick, hadn't been sick or nothing, just was went to bed and didn't wake up this morning. And he's 45, 46. She's young. Um, He wasn't even 40. He may have been 40, 41. But when I called, I didn't call her. I texted her. And just to simply say, I'm here for you. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, And I left it at that with a whole bunch of hug emojis. Um, Yeah. Because a lot of times we don't know, you know, people deal with grief and deal with death in a whole different aspect. Those of us that are spiritual um, the word says the strong are the better infirmities of the weak. And so uh, I just, I stand on that. So I'm here for her. That's that's all I sent her. And she sent me back, I love you. And it was mm-hmm. that's all I said. And, and we, we were done with it. A lot of times, like Miss um, Ash said, is that we want to be on Facebook because we want to be the first ones to post it because we want yeah. people to call us and say, such and such and such died. I had so many calls till I just had to turn the phone off and say, please don't call me no more. Ask me anything about how that young man died. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but people, I can say, Miss Miss Ash, they were respectful. Nobody posted anything until his wife, which is my best friend, posted it maybe about a couple of hours ago. But okay. just a simple text to let that person know, I'm here for you. Um, I used to, I was the world's worst with, oh, I'm just call me if you need me, call me if you need me, until that person called me. And I was like, Oh, well, let me see. Can you I, can do what they need. Let, let me see. Can right. I do it. So I got out of that. So just a simple text to say, I'm here for you. And re- refrain from calling them. A lot of mm-hmm. times that happens. Folk are calling their phone. Ha- let me tell you how it works. Everybody bombards your house for that whole week. Um, Friday, we're going to go to visitation with you. Saturday, we're going to the film with you. Saturday evening, we come back to your house. We're going to play cards. We're going to sing. Sunday morning, everybody gets up and they go home. Sunday evening, your house is quiet as mouse. That's when that's when you stop by and say, "Hey, I just stopped by to check on you." Um, Uh You know, just be be there to be their listening ear, be there to be their shoulder to cry on, be there when they get up at five o'clock in the morning because they can't sleep. Be that person and say, "Let me just call them and see." Hey, um, why did this happen to me? I had a young girl that we buried her husband years ago. She called me maybe six or seven months after the funeral and said, "Why?" Am I at 47 years old a widow? How did this happen to me? Wow. Mm. I had no answer, but I simply said, I, listen, I'm here for you. 
Jesus. If you want to cuss, cuss. You want to go get something? Right. Let's go. <laughs> wow. You know, just hey, that's <clears throat> for them. Brother Chilton, man, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. You have been a blessing. Uh, this honestly, this whole show has been a blessing tonight. I, I, I like this format that we we tried tonight, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stick with it. And uh, Chilton, y'all was on his way back from Memphis, mm-hmm. and uh, and and I called him. And I asked him what he do it, and he pulled over. He stopped in Little Rock at the gas uh, <laughs> at the gas station, and thankfully he's been able to hold his reception and give us these nuggets. Uh, give me th- give me three more minutes, children, and we out of here. Yes, no problem. Uh, Tamir White said, "My brother, my brother found my father when he died. Uh, my brother found. Uh, he said, understand that people grieve differently. My brother found my father when he died, and ne- has never wanted counseling." That's been 24 years ago. I'm the one that received counseling. Sometimes I didn't know what to say to my brother who is five years younger than me, but we, but we both dealt with it uh, differently. Joy, who uh, lost her mother uh, last year, she said, I'm over here getting remad thinking about all the things that people said to me and my sister when my mom passed because mm-hmm. people were so insensitive to her. I'll, so, uh, I'll also, also say when the lady said something about 24 years and, and somebody also said it, uh, gr- uh, grief has no time. My grandmother died when I was five. That was my the most favoriteest person to me ever in the world. And I still have trouble having conversations about my grandmother who died in 1992 and I was five. I can't, people still can't sing soon and very soon because it takes me to a whole nother level. So it definitely doesn't have a time frame and nobody can tell you how to have that moment. You can't expect people to have the same thoughts about it as you, but they can't tell you how to have your grieving moments. Wow, that's good. Lady K, you got any final closing moments before we get ready to get out of here? I don't. I just want to say that we remember we do not grieve as he that has no hope. That's it. Y'all don't see John. I wish y'all could see John Wilson right now, what he's doing. I I can still see him in in the chat. He's praying for me right now. I don't even have him on right now, but if, if I would have put if I would have put him in the stream right now, you would see I see him pointing his hand towards me, and he's in prayer right now, praying for us on the show right now. That's that, that's the kind of people I have that are starting that God is starting to surround me with, mm-hmm. and that I, I put a post out the other day saying that in this season you'll be able to choose your own circle. I'm choosing my circle, and I, I want people around me like Chilton yeah. Blunt, and mm-hmm. I want people around me like John Wilson. I want people around me like Dylan Winston and Lady K. And Chanel and Joy and all—I want people around me that that really are concerned about me as an overall person. You know, what I'm saying yeah. about my mental health and my emotional yeah. intelligence, and people that I can I can share something with that ain't gonna be the only one taking something, right? I want somebody right. who can pour something back into me because sometimes you you're spiritually bankrupt dealing with certain people because you have to exhaust yourself, right? Yeah. And I'm done with that. I'm yeah. done. And John uses John uses the term. He said, "I'm done with these Similac sipping saints." I'm done. I love I'm it. Done. If you ain't love on meet, don't holler at me. I'll meet you in the next lifetime. And I'm done. Yeah. I promise you. Chilton Blunt, we friends, man. We friends. And I told yes. you what I, I told you when I come to town and you have an open service, you make sure you let me you make sure you let me do it. You know what I'm, my new song is. You know what my new song. She said her what'd you say your song, your funeral song was soon and very soon. Soon and very soon. My new one is I moved. From my old house, and I moved. Oh. They, they sung that at my mama's funeral, and when oh, I say yeah. they sung that song, covered in that jack, we couldn't. We had time to be sad, man. They, that mm-hmm. choir song, yeah, so never, good. never. Heard Did you see that? That video has got nine thousand views, man. Yeah. 
people love you told me people love my mama because you you had been around a lot more than I had in the latter yeah. year. And man, they love my mama, man. I'm talking about, and it wasn't before the 400, huh? We say children. She was a really sweet, good look, man. I right, give give. Uh, uh, I'm giving away a free plug, and I give Paradise a free plug tonight. And then I'm going, I'm gonna shut it down. Give Paradise a free plug. Go ahead. Oh, oh well, I don't know what to say. Well, other than we're Paradise here on Palm Bluff, we serve three locations. Palm Bluff, my See us. Listen, I tell any families, insurance is important. So many people are dying young, old, and they're not prepared. Listen, but less than twenty-five dollars a month, you can, you can secure your future for your, you know, your final expense, as we call it. So even if it's not paradise, it gets you some life insurance. Yeah, <laughs> and I sell life insurance as well. So if y'all need some life insurance, I do that as well. But if you need a pre-need program, a pre-need program, definitely go to a funeral home, go to paradise. Uh, go somewhere and uh, allow them to bless you, and and it does alleviate. My mom was covered, thank God, and uh, and we didn't have any issues. You didn't have no issues, right? We need to do. I need to raise the offering tonight. Okay, good. <laughs> make sure my mom is. And I want to say <laughs> that I help people with their uh, end of life homegoing prepared or pre planning packet. So all of this working together, let's make sure that we are covered. I like that too. All right, that sounds good, Chilton. Man, I appreciate you, man. Uh, we get ready to go. Y'all, uh, if y'all see uh, right there, you see the cash app, you see the zeal, you see the PayPal. If you want to be a blessing to this platform, I have other things that I plan on doing. I want to bless some people through this show. I want to, you know, help some single mothers with some groceries and I want to help some light pay some bills and whatnot. But I can't I can't do that alone. I need your help to do that. So as we grow together, we'll start doing that. John Wilson, first time he saw us, he was asking me how he could how he could uh, be a sponsor on this show. He always has asked, you know, and then people, and I appreciate people like him. So Ashley, I thank you for sacrificing for us. You have a safe trip tomorrow. I know your daughter, you got to get your daughter straight. Ashley really does make a sacrifice every week because she has to drive an hour and a half home from work and then make it on this show and all that stuff. And she does it. And I appreciate her for that. So y'all know how I end my show every night. I say that the world is changing. 